Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Up next, we have my friend Chris Hale on the podcast. He's a former defensive back of the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm super excited to introduce him. We became fast friends. We met out in San Diego at Marcus Allen's tournament. And uh, we just hit it off super well. So I'm glad that he came on this podcast. The only downside of Chris is he likes baseball. So we just didn't see eye to eye on certain things. And that's okay. But in all honesty, he is just the most genuine guy ever. Super kind. Loves traveling. Loves helping people. And he's got a lot of insight and encouragement for us. So you know what to do. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready. Because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, on the mic with Chris Hale. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. It is my pleasure, my dear. I am super excited. We met in San Diego. We hit it off pretty quick, um, giving yeah. each other a hard time. Uh, you are a very lighthearted, kind, um, and energetic person. And so I'm excited to have you. you on here. Yes, absolutely. That's the only compliment yeah. you're getting this entire show. So soak <laughs> it up and let that fuel you for this episode. But growing up in uh, Southern California, um, played football. You played for the Bills and the Broncos. Um, but that's not all that your life has to offer. We know that. And so I'm excited to talk to you about all the different things that um, – you are a part of, but I know that football was kind of a catapult in certain areas of your life. So why don't you share a brief bit about your football years and we can go into more fun topics for you. Right. Okay. Well, shoot. I mean, that's, that's crazy because I don't know where to start. I mean, I usually, uh, uh, start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, football has kind of catapulted uh, me into everything and, uh, what I'm doing now in my life. Uh, but I started off in a, in a smaller town out here, right outside of um, Los Angeles, called uh, Monrovia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 10 miles uh, uh, east of Pasadena, okay. where the Rose Bowl is played. Uh, actually, uh, right, I grew up right up, uh, right up the street from the Rose Bowl. Um, I attended USC. Uh, I was drafted in the seventh round by the Buffalo Bills. Um, I played there for four years. And... Um, uh, I played in three Super Bowls with with the Bills, wow. and, uh, and then I went on to uh, went went on to Denver. And at Denver, uh, I was released very early, so I don't really claim them as much. And then I actually went to um, I went to Houston. I went to, and that's not the Texans; it's the Oilers. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older, and so uh, uh, I was there for camp. And then that's when my um, um, that's when my life actually began. Mm-hmm. Is uh, more so after football because you have so many more years of, um, of post football than you do of football, mm-hmm. but fantastic years. I cannot complain. It's, it's good. Um, I still have all my friends, uh, and how I met you is because I'm involved. Uh, and of course, uh, USC is, yes. and, and that's where I met yeah, Marcus Allen and Marcus was like a, a, a big brother to me, uh, oh. back in those days. So he's a little bit older than I am, but, uh, uh, always the guy that I can uh, turn to for advice. Yeah. At times. He is very reliable. Yeah. Anybody can count on Marcus. Yeah. So he's super yeah. steadfast friend. Um, okay. So yeah. after football, what was like your first endeavor post football? And was it hard, uh, like with the identity shift or was it kind of easy? Cause you were looking forward to being out of the league. Like what were your thoughts and what did you do? Um, Actually, no, it was the hardest thing I had ever done in my life is, is, is leaving football. And uh, so it, it, it kind of goes back a little bit further than that in the fact that um, 
my last year or my my third year in Buffalo, I actually tore my Achilles tendon. Mm. And when I tore my Achilles tendon, uh, and it was a, a contract year that always, you know, injuries are what anybody fears in this game, uh, is exactly what happened to me. And so I think that changed my course of who I was and what, what was going to happen to me. So when I tore my Achilles, I was out for a year. And then in those days, down about the early 90s, it used to be a death sentence. But I ended up playing another few years. Uh, but everywhere I went, everybody was always concerned about, you know, whether, you know, the other Achilles was going to tear or if this one was well. So um, when I was finally released, I just didn't know what I was going to do because everybody who actually plays football for any given amount of time feels like they're going to play enough years to last forever. And then they're going to fall into something that's football-like and mm. and be a part of football forever. And uh, that's not the case. So um, I had a house uh, on the beach where I sat for about a year. And I was still training, still working out, looking for people to pick me up. And uh, it just wasn't happening. And so um, I just kind of uh, – I was depressed, I think, for uh, – a a strange amount of time mm -hmm. and I uh, ended up um, just kind of getting a job just to get a job right and I was like well you know, you know and of course my ego was was still uh, you know right in front of me and so I always felt like well you know I'm going to get a job back in the league or do something anyway right after this and it wasn't happening and so um, somehow I started reading a lot more at that time. And I was reading a lot of self-help books and mm -hmm. I actually read a book. There was a guy named Tim Green who wrote a book and it, it, it was about post football life. And it just kind of set me in the, in the, in the, in the right mindset as to, I've got to get over it. Football's over for me. Um, let's, um, uh, you know, have to move. I had to move on uh, with my life. Uh, I think my first endeavor though was, um, opened a restaurant. Open a restaurant oh, wow. in Hollywood. Okay. And, uh, yeah. What yeah. type of food? It was. It was. Uh, it was soul food. It was actually. Uh, um, yeah. It was uh, Cajun and and Southern food. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it was good stuff. I had a, I had a big following there. So I had um, um, everybody from. Um, oh, geez. Uh, from Stevie Wonder to Halle Berry to Val Kilmer to. Ellen DeGeneres, I had a big uh, a Hollywood crowd wow. that would come in each and every day, every day, mm -hmm. and uh, enjoy themselves because there was there wasn't many soul food places in town, and they were uh, you know it was kind of a four star dining soul food place. So that was a, that was one of, my, one of my first endeavors, but it was it was an awful lot of fun. Wow. Okay. So then, how long did the restaurant um, last for you, and then yeah. what did you move on towards? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, 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 um, it lasted for about six years. Okay. And uh, I got tired of it. And uh, it's hard and, to run uh, a restaurant. So, yeah. It is so hard to run a restaurant, but it was, I mean, it was so much fun, but it was so good, but it was, it was just so draining. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually got into the golf industry okay. for a little while. So I was in the golf industry for a little while. And uh, then I decided uh, to go into pharmaceutical sales, believe it or not. Uh -huh. So I jumped ship. And the funny thing about getting in pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical sales is the fact that I wanted to get a job back in the league. And so I wanted to be a scout or, you know, or a coach or whatever right, right. Um, in, in the NFL. 
And, uh, you know, I was sending my resume out to them, you know, each and every day. And so in the meantime, a buddy comes up to me and says, why don't you uh, do pharmaceutical sales? And, and uh, I said, okay, I'll do that until I get a job. So that lasted for 15 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you must have been really good at that. it. I was actually very good at it uh, as much as I did not like it, but uh, I, I was good at it. And so uh, I have a different perspective on medicine in the United States and the healthcare industry. Like oh, I can only people. imagine. Yeah. Right. Well, it's yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah, if you run or work at a restaurant. I've worked at a restaurant for over 10 years now, and it's like I have a different view of restaurants and food now. And, you know, in good and bad ways, because the more, yes, the yeah. more that you're around like some, a different industry, like you just know the behind the scenes of certain things, good and bad. And yeah. I'm not saying that people spit in your food. I'm just saying there are certain yeah. things that I'm like, I'm not eating that anymore ever again, ever again. Yeah. I've never, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen what it comes in and there's certain things yeah. that I can vouch for and be like, no, that's actually made in house or that's whatever. And so I'm sure right. there's a level of that with any industry, especially with pharmaceuticals, like, you know, you know, yeah. the, the company behind it. And so that can be pretty, yeah. Yeah. knowledge is power, but knowledge can be bad game. too. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. ignorance is bliss with certain things. So I would agree. Yeah. Were you in, yeah. um, were you in any sort of medical field or pharmaceuticals when COVID hit? Or is this like way, way, way before that? No, that was way, way, way before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was, I was not. And, okay. uh, I, however, I did work for Pfizer for a very short time. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it was obviously, it, it's too big, you know, for, you know, us to understand on this level, um, what a money-making venture that is, but it is what it is Yeah. at this point. This is part of the fabric of the United States. Right? Did that, can I it's ask green. you kind of a little off, not off topic, but off topic of your story mm-hmm. with all this COVID stuff that happened. And I mean, you can be as opinionated or un, or unopinionated <laughs> as you want with this. But knowing what, uh, no, 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 knowing what you (laughs) knew with all of that, was that, was that hard to watch? Like everything go um, go on as far as the, the medical side of things. Obviously it's hard to watch people pass away in, in this pandemic for sure. But I mean, like from a level of like knowing, knowing what you knew. No, well, I, you know, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, here's the thing in, in medical, in medicine or, uh, anything that has to do with medicine, um, you should, there, there are certain things that work, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't entirely know everything that works. And right. then there are certain things that don't work, mm-hmm. right? And they're trying to give you too much of it. And so where that lands is uh, um, probably the, um, uh, the benefit of having a good doctor mm-hmm. who cares for who you are. Um, and it's really right. hard to find out where the balance is. Yeah. The problem with pharmaceutical sales itself is the fact that they're trying to give you more of the medication and the medication is a money maker more so than it is a healer. And I, I like I said, it can be a healer, right, right? Right. Because I think most people need it, but the idea is that they feed you, the more they feed you, the more they get paid, right. uh, the doctors, or people in the medical industry. And that's where you have to draw the line and try to figure out um, why, you know, the, the, the money uh, 
the money means more than the patient's care. Yeah, yeah. No, and not and that's even true, even just like kind of with food, segueing back to that. It's yeah. like the more sugar you put in something, the more addicting it is. So, you know, yeah. you know, or cor- high fructose corn syrup, you know, yeah, it's easier for companies to use high fructose corn syrup because it produces faster and you can get goods out like that than making things simple ingredients, right? A little more tried and true. And so I think that's just the same with anything that the, the bigger you get, it's like, it's the same thing. If you had a restaurant, yeah. you had the small niche restaurant and then you started to yeah. grow it into, a, you know, a franchise corporation, you know, the bigger yeah. that a company gets, the more it loses that, that, you know, home feel and that perspective right and the roots of of where you began because now you're having to make things on a macro level instead of a micro level or a made-to-order kitchen and so things can kind of get lost in the sauce I imagine all of that, but, yeah. but kind of speaking lost of COVID the, lost in the sauce, lost, you see what I just did there? That was so, well, yeah, it's good. <laughs> My street cred just keeps you yeah, are. climbing, honestly, yeah, truly, way up. <laughs> but kind of speaking of COVID, the beauty is we've settled down some. And so we've both been able to travel a lot. So why don't you share with us a little bit about your trip to Rwanda that you just took and what that was about? I saw oh, your pictures. Yeah. It looked incredible. So what were you incredible. up to? over there i know that's not the only trip that you've taken recently so so kind of tell us a little bit about been, your traveling yeah i've taken like seven trips i think in the last six months it's been crazy that's amazing um the rwanda trip was a little bit different it was a a, a company called kids play international in which uh, a friend of mine um uh uh, has a school out there that her father uh, donated to many years ago, and she kept up tr- the tradition. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what, the, what the company does is go down there and uh, meet with uh, the kids uh, in the villages outside of uh, Kigali, which is their, their capital, and uh, sees, uh, uh, looks at the curriculum, helps with the curriculum, helps with uh, um, uh, groups of kids. So let's say the, uh, uh, the, the ladies, especially because ladies in third world countries are all having trouble and uh, tries to sponsor the kids and the school with, the, um, uh, with their books, their clothing, and also being able to meet with the, the kids and their parents about growing up in this country and what to look forward to and changing some of the, the, the rules that are having uh, that the, the world is, uh, uh, is kind of getting used to that they're not, you know, mm-hmm. gender equality, that sort of stuff. And so um, uh, I did that with them for about 10 days, which was fantastic, meeting all the kids, seeing all the stuff that was going on. And part of the trip was going gorilla trekking as well. So in the lowland mountains uh, next to the uh, five volcanoes on the borders of Uganda, the Congo, and Rwanda. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, I decided to go gorilla trekking too. Oh, my gosh. How was that? uh, It was absolutely amazing. Really? Right, to be next to a uh, a 700 pound gorilla who could rip your leg off and and be like within one foot foot of these gorillas and uh, amazing 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 so, so what is saw... the plan if they start attacking do, what do they give you some sort well, of like you... you're supposed to climb or are you supposed to duck like what's your i would i would i would wrestle them um just oh kind my of, you yeah know, well 100 just... <laughs> percent I mean, I'm really sorry Just for even asking grapple. that. I, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Choke them out. No, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just grab them by the neck like Kong. <laughs> uh, like, um, give them a white girl right. like Kong does. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> 
so we have so there's guides there's guides yeah uh, and and everybody everybody has a guide and so the guides have uh guns and they have sticks and they kind of know what to do so they 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 kind of shift you around and let you know you know this is the right thing to do get away from this area move into this bush um for the most part the gorillas are pretty tame okay and they're pretty relaxed and they just kind of walk around i would i would assume that if they decided that they wanted to do something they they could do anything right um but uh yeah they they, so we have probably about seven guys around the hardest part for me was to trek up because it was like it was it was uh i'm not in shape and it (laughs) was about two and a half miles up into the mountains yeah and it was high altitude Mm. so we were about ten thousand feet up and i was i was dying i couldn't i I wouldn't be able to breathe that's for sure yeah and then yeah and then we get up to this this uh spot and i'm like gasping and then this little ape comes out and he's looking at me and i was like is that like a toy i thought it was a toy because of you know the fur looks like a it looks like a stuffed animal wow and he just kind of jumped out on the road and started and and i have pictures of him grabbing my leg he wanted to play oh my gosh that's so cute yes it was the cutest thing in the world but i realized how strong they actually were because it was a baby and that baby could have knocked me down and wow. could have dragged me. Wow. That's how strong they were. Yeah, you could tell it right away. And but, they they, um, they don't eat, I mean, this might be a dumb question, but they don't eat meat, right? They're only they don't eat herbivores. Meat. No, okay. A, okay. Yeah, they're only herbivores, and okay. it's not a dumb question. Okay. I know 90% of the people on your particular show don't know that. No, yeah, no, I would have thought, okay, well, this, I mean, I've seen Tarzan, and they're not <laughs> eating people, but you never know. I mean, yeah. well, and like the reason why it's <laughs> about. Not, this is not Joe, this is not Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know true. those people would know Yeah, that. they would. Because he's very educational. I would not know anything like that. I wouldn't, I don't tell my listeners how to survive in the wild. I really don't. But, you know, the thing is with, with animals is like the reason why I asked about like survival tactics, because I'm from Florida and there's a lot of gators and they always say if a gator chases you run in a a zigzag because they can't sway their bodies. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's something like you can do with gorillas but i guess not i guess you just need a guide with a stick you just go right yeah yeah. you're you're gonna you're gonna die you're gonna die that's okay yeah if a gorilla decides to attack it's time to meet the lord yep yeah it's just your time (laughs) honestly you don't get to pick so if it's death by gorilla or ape whatever you get to you get to go home so it would be great on your headstone honestly attacked by gorilla but you wouldn't die by it because you would just choke them out i would it wouldn't be you yeah, I would grab it wouldn't be. Yeah, it'd be yeah. me. I'd be the one dead. So that's cool. Yeah. But that's well, I always said that awesome. I, I was in a safari. I was in a safari once many years ago and we, we got into um, we got cotton mud. Our tire got cotton mud. And um, they said, well, the, the guy got out and he had his machete and he checked out the bushes and he said, I'm, I need to get wood to get underneath the tire so we could get out of this mud. And so I got out of the, the van with a, a group of other people. And uh, uh, one of my buddies said, are you afraid? to get out of the car to go get this wood. And I go, no, not at all. And he said, why not? I go, well, I don't have to be, um, I, I, I'm going to be the first one to the car because I'm faster than everybody here. So, and the lion's going to get the weakest one. So, so I'm not worried. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I had logic. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's just called survival skills and right. being a legend. I, you can't help I, but being great. I'm, 
It's like, it's not your problem. It's, you know, it's uh, yeah, just not I, your I, fault. I, always, an, always an escape plan. Yes. You should have one, especially with your travels <laughs> and being in the wild. I would say I'm the type of person that would probably like be headlined for some sort of crazy story that I died in the wild or something like that. Well, and not because I, I don't, I'm not like outdoorsy, but mainly because I have like a short attention span to like listening, especially with rules. So if there's a guide uh, going over certain things... I'm the type of person that's like, what What did he say? Or I would do something and they're like, hey, I repeat, don't do that. You know, keep all hands and feet in. Right. I'm that person that looks like I'm not obeying, but it's really because I have ADD. So right. I understand. Right. So right. we're, we're going to England and not to like yeah. Af- Africa. Right. Well, right. I would still yeah, like to go you. to, I would like to go to Africa. <laughs> You're painting me out to be the most bougie person ever, which I, I kind of am. Like if bougie presents yeah. itself, I'm going to go. If yeah. adventurous and outdoorsy, I'm going to go. I have, I have no yeah. reason to say no to things. It just so happens bougie is it for now. But it, right. listen, I do have survival skills. That's fair. Okay. I walked yeah. a lot in Paris, so I have some survival skills, and it was hot. Yeah, so. that's, yeah. speaking of Paris, yeah, yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, okay. So what is your favorite country you've ever traveled to? Australia. <sighs> no, no, well, it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie okay. between Africa, Africa and Australia. So I've been to the African continent okay. twice. The okay. country, I've been to Kenya and now Rwanda. Okay. Uh, I've been to Australia probably three or four times. And they're 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 a tie uh-huh. uh, because I want a little bit of adventure mm-hmm. wherever I go, and right. so obviously Africa is is like the you know the best place to go for adventure in your life. Um, Australia is absolutely uh, fun fun. Uh, I've been a little bit to the wild, you know, gone out uh, a little bit further where I could see kangaroos in the mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. I've seen koalas in trees. That's so cool. I've seen stuff like that. And so I think that's uh, always a very cool thing yeah. when there's something that you can't see on a regular basis. Right. And if explore. I'm going to go to another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind going to any country in the world, but I, I kind of want to see something that's very unusual right. or people don't see mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis. And that's kind of the basis of what makes it my favorite. Right. Well, I mean, and also like. I feel like when you go to different countries and you're able to experience like this is something I even just learned in in Paris and in England. It's like these people see this every day, like the Eiffel Tower. I was like, there are people who live here that see this and think, oh, that's just Eiffel Tower. Like I see it every day. Like they don't understand why we come in droves to come see this stuff. But it's the same thing about Disneyland. I can't stand Disneyland. (laughs) I, you know, I we'll feel back. like there's a couple things that you've said in this this podcast because I do rapid fire at the end that I wanted to yes. talk to you about. And you kind of already answered the question mm-hmm. by saying that. So thank you so much because <laughs> it's how I feel. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this and I might get some hate for this because I do live in Florida close to Orlando. It's it's the pass holders for me. It's the people that buy passes to Disney and they just keep going back because they can't get enough. I will never understand you. We are not on the same wavelength. I don't get it. And then there's just people who travel all over the world to come there, and that's just not me. I'm not going to sweat with little children and wear ears on my head. It's just not for me. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says Learn More. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. 
P.S. My favorite part about the website is the lid wall, which is a collection of all the write-it-downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So, show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Speaking of some unique things, you said that your um, restaurant was in Hollywood area and you saw a lot of stars. Is there any star that you've met over the course of your life that has taken you by surprise in a good or a bad way? Um, Probably a lot. And it's not just because of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's more so um, probably because I've met being a football player. I I think the entertainment and and athletic world are, are kind of blended. Mm-hmm. And so there's always people that pass you by that you're surprised at whether they're good or bad. Um, uh, I can think of, uh, you know, basketball players mm-hmm. have been more um, prone to be negative to me than any other really people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so like um, um, I was not a fan of, of, of Will Chamberlain. Okay. Uh, who was a you know mega star back in the old days? Sure, I love uh, that you're profiling of, basketball players now. You're like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, well, if so, I had to pick so, a group, so the three, so there's three guys that have been like really, really negative to me. Okay, in, in my in my entire life, right? Really? Okay. And and all and all three of them have been basketball players. Dang. Yeah, yeah. The two of them are still alive. So you can't. So talk I don't. About I don't know. I don't really want to. I, I don't. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll mention one because okay. they have. They have the like personality trophy named after him, and Bill Russell was such an asshole to me. Really? It was ridiculous. Yeah. Right. You would think of all the guys that you thought would be nice, it would be him, and he was just an asshole to me. Yeah. And so that's tough. Yeah. I know. Because I know. It, Will it, Chamberlain was tough when I was young. Uh huh. So when you, when, yeah, when you're young, you're influenced by the guys that you see and then you, um, you, you have a round, I like this one out. There There you go. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. And so. It's like a raven there. So So, like, so when you're, when you're, when you're young, you get to meet these guys and you, you know, ask for an autograph of Will Chamberlain one time and he just blasted me and I took off running. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things you never forget. So when you're young and you get, an autograph some, from somebody that you you know really admire. You're like, he's my favorite player, and they'll and those guys will come back to you later on mm-hmm, and say, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I remember when you gave me a you know an autograph and you were so nice, blah 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 blah. And so yeah, just you just happen to be a couple of basketball players. However, there has been a couple of basketball players that have been very influential mm-hmm. in my life as well. So, mm-hmm. but you know Magic Johnson, who I used to be around all the time. Uh, has been very influential in uh, in my life mm-hmm. um, um, with life lessons, and so I can't say the whole basketball. You can't, yeah, you can't is, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, water. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just saying that you know the the top three guys right. happen to play basketball. And then I feel like if yeah. we're gonna do that right now, I feel like I should yeah. say I have had a good time at Epcot before. And I don't want to yeah. sit there and marginalize all of Disney because Epcot was sure. a good time for me. Right. So if we're yeah. coming and, uh, full circle and speaking good things, yeah, I repent. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. Disney, yeah, give, yeah. Give, give, give Disney some love. I'm sorry about that. And so um, I'm, I'm trying to think of people that uh, um, I've I've pretty much had um, a good time with pretty much anybody because I'm around so many athletes. Yeah, and I'm I've grown up in LA, so I've known so many entertainers, 
And so, um, yeah, there's, you know, good and bad. Um, there's some guys that are different, but like I said, you, you know, those are the only three that have been to the point where I say, oh, holy smokes, this is not Treating cool me at all. poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a level of, I had my internship out in um, Burbank with Conan O'Brien. So I was working mm-hmm. with the any of the like uh, actors and actresses that would come in and do sketches or they would come in. And, you know, I would take basically their their documents and make sure they get paid and then whatever. We would sit there and, like, watch whatever guests come on. And I honestly mm-hmm. was shocked, and I might have shared this before on here. I don't think I have, but I was shocked with Will Ferrell. And granted, I might have yeah. caught him on a bad day. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It could have been. There's so many things going on, and, like, you can't really be like, oh, my one experience. But I was just, like, so shocked. Let's just put it this way. I won't say too much, but, like, Right when the camera turned on, it's like he knew what he was doing. Like, obviously, he's an actor. Yeah. And I was just like, that's insane yeah. that, like, yeah. you you can see somebody. And then as soon as the lights, camera, action come on, they're yeah. a, a different person. And yeah. not that they're two-faced, I mean, but they're yeah. just know how they know how to act. They know how to yeah. keep a room alive and to keep ratings yeah. up and things like I that. Am. It's a I gift. Know, but it's yeah. also one of those things where you're like, oh, my gosh, that's why you can't sit there and, like, idolize yeah. every single person that you see on screen yeah. or if you see playing in, yeah. a, in a game because, you know, they're going to let you down. People are going to always let you yeah. down in those in those yeah. regards. Um, but know, Charles, Charles Barkley always said, never meet your heroes. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, because they're going to let you down every single time. Every time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a bummer. And I, I hope, you know, yeah. I know that I'm your hero, and I hope that I haven't let you, you down are. today on <laughs> you this haven't, podcast. You haven't, okay. well, not in the last 30 seconds yeah, anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, good. I'm glad you're, you're yeah. keeping score here. But we are getting to that point <laughs> of show where I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions, and then we'll share your write-it-down. So it'll be a nugget of wisdom that you'll share with the audience. But a couple rapid-fire questions. Mm sparkling or still water i had this conversation on instagram the other day still you don't drink any sparkling water i do but very rarely okay but it's like you don't drink like a Lacroix or like a bubbly very ra- i do but very rarely okay okay yeah i was still, told that what, it, is there a question about that well i, I mean, didn't know you if you would pick sparkling? either one well the way you looked at me it was like really well, Here's here's. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't just in France. I know that's what you were drinking in France. <laughs> I was like sparkling. sparkling. No, but I drink yeah. sparkling water in America, because here's you want to know why. I'll, I'll just go ahead Perrier? and go on a tangent. This is Perrier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not. This portion of the show is not about me. This whole show is not about me. But I'm just gonna say this real quick. Okay. I okay. got hooked on sparkling water because I did Whole Thirty a lot in college. Whole Thirty is like this eating plan that you eat only meats, fruits and vegetables and you basically eat back to like paleo style, but you couldn't, oh. you couldn't have like anything. You couldn't have like wine. You couldn't have Coke, not that I really drink soda, but I wanted something different than just Coke as water. In- yeah. Coke. I couldn't do Coke okay. for like 30 okay. days. It was hard. It was a really hard, <laughs> really, really hard. Even though it probably would have helped me lose weight. It just, I don't understand why they wouldn't let you do that in the program. And so I started okay. drinking it and I just got hooked and I crack them like they're bush lights at the end of my day. Like I'll be like, oh, I need uh-huh. a cold one. And I'll just pop it open, feel pretty bougie. But anyways, yeah. next question, fave genre of music. Oh, um, would it be 
Oh, I would probably say pop. Okay. But would it be pop or pop 80s or pop 90s or alternative 80s? Okay. Or rap 90s? Right. These are very... There's a, okay, so so here, here's the thing. Tell me. My collection of music is all over. Okay. Um, so I can't really say I have a favorite. I go from the 60s to now. Okay. I go from country to rap. Okay. Uh, uh, I like everything. You Okay. Let's, a plethora of let's discuss taste. this country real quick. I'm not a huge country uh-huh. fan. Um, Alan Jackson. That's my guy. Okay. Really? I love Alan Jackson. Yeah, I love older country. Yes. Um, I, I, I George don't know, Strait. So I don't know where you... I like, love George Strait. Yeah. <sighs> and I don't, know where, I don't know where you put Chris Stapleton. Okay, you at. know what? Like, is he pop country? Is he... Okay, so this is how I would describe Chris Stapleton is to Alan Jackson, what Adele is to like- R&B? Yeah, like Aretha Franklin. Like she is like the newer version mm. of the soul yeah. that we all love. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's just- I can, I can go with that. And I think that's what Chris yeah. Stapleton is. I think he, he, he cultivates a little more of the old country in him, but he can also yeah. be mainstream to where, you know, cause George Strait and Alan Jackson are just like, they yeah. just strum, you know, they're not like yeah. rock stars. Like Jason yeah. Aldean is like a rock star country artist. Right. Right. So, I Jason Aldean. you know, it's crazy. You, yeah. you do. Are you do? Wait, what'd you say? I did. Yeah. yeah so did I, I. Saw Jason Aldean. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome. I saw him with Luke yeah. Bryan, like back. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day when, <laughs> when I was 10, you know, just kidding. Right. Okay. So <laughs> this one's, this one's a good one. Okay. White Claw or Truly? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> oh my gosh! I will never forget. I, think I answered that on your. I know. I, think I answered that on your thing. It no. was, and it was. It, it, yeah. I don't. I can't no, do you claw. answered that in real in girl. real life. You roasted me yeah. hardcore at the tournament. Yeah, for, I mean, but that's you know that's that's you. That's you, White Claw. Yeah, you you look. You, I, you're, you're I look. Oh well, you are profiling you me hardcore part. right now. This is no. Yeah. This is what happened. You're I was pa- I was passing out. Yeah. yeah, I was passing <laughs> out White Claws at this tournament, and you looked at me with pure disgust when I offered you one. Yeah. And I was just yeah. trying yeah. to help people and get people hydrated and giving them options. I was like water, Gatorade, White Claw. You're like White Claw. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's how you sounded. Like, you sound like me. Yeah. Like, why, ha? Huh? I don't drink like, white claw. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Last one. Dodgers or Angels? Dodgers. You're a Dodgers fan. Like, what, you doubt, said that 100%. like you are, like, a passionate Dodgers fan. I am a passionate okay. Dodgers fan. Well, the first, the first thing is. Um, I've been a Dodger fan since I was nine years old when okay. I first went to a game. It's in your blood. Uh, and so it's in my blood. And uh, one of my best friends, my roommate from college, his name is Rodney Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife was Holly Robinson Pete, the actress from 21 Jump Street all the way up to mm-hmm. Hallmark. They have an autistic son. And their autistic son works for the Dodgers. Oh. And for the Dodgers to give him a job uh, uh, it speaks volumes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Say yeah, no more. Like, honestly. Manager. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, I think I'm yeah. a Dodgers fan oh, now. I don't like baseball there you go. at all. I I think that it's 
so boring. I mean, I don't mind going to a game. It is. And you know what? But let me say this. I used to think golf was boring and now I've been golfing more often and I actually enjoy it because I don't suck that bad. And, you know, I would ask my dad, hey, you want to golf? And he's like, no, you're horrible. And I took him Father's Day and (laughs) I I wasn't. So, (laughs) Well, the thing is that you realize how tough that sport is to play. It is. Baseball's right. not and that so way. so when you watch it on television, you know, no, it is. It is actually the hardest sport to play. And if you actually took a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and you watched it go by, you just go to a hitting cage, right, and you'll understand how hard baseball is to play. And so once you, just like anything, once you play it and understand it, then you can watch it and kind of compare yourself. And, and enjoy say, wow, it. this right. really is, yeah, this really is a, a tough sport or it's not a tough sport or this and that so it's anything tennis it would be it's yeah. tough to play it is hard right. those are those are harder games yeah. they're a little more i mean all yeah. sports are mental but those are a little more mental on like mentally taxing yeah. but i would have to say that with baseball yeah. someone always told me baseball yeah. is called a pastime because it's literally there to pass time and i was like i couldn't <laughs> agree more because so, <laughs> i don't know games are fun in the sense of like yeah you get a hot dog and some popcorn and you're talking to your friends that's how i do baseball and then I, like, try to pay attention, and then I'm like, mm. you know, unless I'm throwing the ball here, here. out there, put me on yeah. the, you know, pitcher's mound, I have no interest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a white claw and go, and go to a baseball game. Here's the thing about baseball, and baseball is actually one of my favorite sports to watch because yeah. I understand how fast it is. And there's a lot of games going on inside the game that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course I have a lot of baseball friends and I'll go to a, a, a game with baseball players and I'll ask them the little innuendos that go on in the game. And, and I just absolutely enjoy their answers. And so that's, that's what's, you know, that's, what's magical about It's like that about any sport. It's, yeah. it's, that's what's magical about baseball in itself yeah. is the fact that you have to really learn what's going on out in the field. It's not as easy as anybody thinks. Okay. I, I might give it a shot to watch, but not on TV. To watch. T- TV watching. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll be, you'll be back. If you go to a game, you'll be back to, first of all, the, the I don't know, what is it, Tampa Bay near you, Miami? Yeah, yeah, the Rays. The, the Marlins, mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah, they all suck, first of all. They do. I mean, yeah, a lot of Florida teams, thing. basketball, football, they all suck. I mean, Tom yeah. Brady came to Florida, so that gives us a little bit, but I'm not a – no, it that's just the Bucks. No, please. That's not even a real team. But I oh, okay. I just – I understand now a little bit more why baseball would be more fascinating at a Dodgers game or like a Red Sox game or a Yankees game. Like yeah. those big teams, it's a little more electric. You know, it's, yeah. it's a little more regal. Down here, it's like, what yeah. are we doing? What, like, why are we even playing, everything. you know? So, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. We know our strengths and ours is just the beach and Disney. So that's okay. That's yeah. our claim to fame. But we are at the point yeah. of the show where I ask <laughs> each guest to give the audience something to write down. So Chris Hale, what is your write it down? Oh my God. Yeah. You said that before in the, in the note and I, and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, okay, that's but okay. uh, you know what? I don't, I think I know what I was okay. going to say. No, I don't. I, I forgot. No. Trust God. Yeah. Trust God. It's as simple as that. Trust God. Mm-hmm. And have you? And that's my that's best advice I could give. Yeah. Have you like? Let's just let's end here. But have you seen? I'm sure you have. This might be a more rhetorical question. But have you seen where trusting God has benefited you more than trusting man? 
Yes, 100%. My, my life. And so I know we didn't go over my career as, as a player, mm-hmm. but um, I, I think that it was more or less based on the fact that I had to put my, put my trust in something rather than man. So man has probably hurt me more than God. Like if, if I feel like uh, that I've put my trust in God and, and let faith uh, kind of drive me, uh, it has worked more so than saying, look at that, more so than saying, uh, I'm in my boss's office and it's like, turn off, you don't so move. like, hallelujah. Trust God. Um, I, I, I think that what, what has happened to me, um, and I'll tell you a real quick story, and I yeah, know you for sure. don't have a lot of time in this. No, it's um, you. It's you. Even, that even, to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even to this point, I decided uh, in my life, uh, let's say two or three years ago, mm-hmm. um, I decided that um, I wasn't going to pursue certain things in life anymore. Um, one was money. Uh, two was friendship. And, and three, the, the effort to chase it. Mm. I thought and you were gonna say women, I, but I was like, "Yeah, right." No, <laughs> You're like, "No, I'm still chasing women, please." Yeah, yeah, that didn't no, <laughs> I'm too old to chase women now. And so, That's um, hilarious. I, I think, I, I think that, um, I think that I said I'm going to be more faith based um, in what I do, and um, things start clicking in my life, mm. and they just, and it wasn't a planned situation. So even the job that I have now, it wasn't planned. It wasn't that I put a resume in and I said, I'm going to uh, trust what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, but I just put, put it all in, in a faith based situation. I tried to be a, um, in football for 10 years. I sent my resume to every team for 10 years in the sport in which I played. And I sent it to friends and people I knew and none of them came through and nothing ever happened. And I decided to give all that stuff up and put my faith in God. Mm. And I said, I'm not going to chase this. I'm not going to chase that. I'm not going to chase this. And I've been more successful right at this moment than I ever have been in my life. Wow. And that was because I trusted God and, and not in man. And so that is a direct correlation as to what could happen. And you see, I travel a lot. I just got back from Niagara Falls. Um, I'm, uh, I've gone to, I, I haven't asked to do any of this stuff, right? It's just happened to me. Yep. It, it has been incredible. Gift, I've been yeah. down your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, uh, I have a good group of friends and, and just everything has been working out because I decided that I was going to go in a different direction rather than put my faith in guys or people that I know. Right. So man has, is, um, as it is around the world, a big letdown. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. We're very fickle. Yeah. We're emotional. Yeah. And we let people down and people let us down. Well, Chris, thank you so yeah. much for joining Write It Down. Trust God. Thank you so much. You got it, my dear. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.